Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at askatswatradio.com. That's askatswatradio.com. Well, it is Friday, and Doug McCary is not in the building today. I am instead joined by... Uh, the one, the only, Anthony Johnson, who, if you do not know, uh, was an NFL football player for 11 years, uh, chaplain for the Jaguars for 15 years, and is now a counsel- a licensed counselor. And he, uh, if you would like to employ him in his services, is can be found at AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. That's AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com, Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, Growth Counseling. Dot com and he is also my father. So, <laughs> Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and once again, uh, really uh, excited to get to chop it up with you for another hour, man. Yeah, this is uh, how many times have you been on now? That's what I was trying to remember. Um, at least the third, probably the fourth time. I think this is the fourth time with just you and me, but then with uh, Doug, oh, yeah. you were on a number of times. Really, kind of starting last. Around this time last year that you started uh, yeah. coming on a little bit more regularly, yeah? Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. You uh, you still get nervous before the uh, light comes on, or are you kind of more like, huh, old hat? Uh, I still get uh, little butterflies flying uh, out of sync inside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I got to gotta, you know, nurture them back in line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, you know, I've uh, been doing it for almost a year, and... You know, whenever I'm on with Doug, you know, the nerves are not, not really there because, you know, he knows how to work the mic and uh, stretch them, you know, 30 seconds into a minute and all the all the tricks of the trade. And uh, a few times he's let me be on here, uh, you know, unsupervised, if you if you will. Um, and the other people we've had on are other people who are know how to work the mic, know how to stretch 30 seconds into a minute. And uh, the only time I still get nervous is when I'm, oh, it's going to be me and dad because uh, – you and I, we can have thirty. You know, uh, we can have three-hour conversations to the point where my wife is like, "Let's go," and then we can also sit and not say anything for three hours. So, uh, gets me a little like, "Oh man, hope we hope, hope we can uh, fill fill the fill the air yeah. for, for an hour." So. Yeah, I understand that, but yeah, you know, I one of my wonderful perspectives is it. Uh, it's an awesome. Um, it means a lot, and it's awesome to be able to share the intimacy of silence with someone. Yeah, so, so uh, all of you listening, we just care that much about you that you know we want to <laughs> bring you into our ability to maintain silence with one another, exactly. right? So if, if you hear a pause, that's what it is. Um, you know, I kind of, it is funny, though, because uh, I was thinking about it the other day, and I've known you most of your life, you know, and <laughs> that is a weird mm. statement to say, uh, seeing as you're my dad, but... I've seen you kind of grow because, you know, we both have kind of uh, we're happy to be quiet, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. me when I'm with the family, not so much. I'll you know, talk mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but I've seen you kind of not only in being able in talking to people more, but also having a, a warmth uh, when you talk to them. So have you noticed yourself become that way more? And what, what's that been like to transition into, you know, coming from your background which was 
one, you were played in the NFL, so that automatically had to have you on guard. And then also having lost your father at a young age, how, how has it been to kind of open up and be a little bit different than you were when you were younger? Yeah, it's definitely been uh, it's definitely been interesting to to observe myself uh, in in kind of the manner that you're talking about, which is uh, something I really have been growing in lately as well, and and been challenged with, and that's just kind of being mindful, um, you know, mindful of yourself, which is kind of the aspect of, and, and these are kind of counseling terms, kind of counseling ideas, but um, but mindfulness, kind of being. Um, being able to be aware and cognizant of what you're thinking when you're thinking it mm. and what you're feeling when you're feeling it. Um, so, so kind of a, a self-awareness that's within your own dome, if you will, within your own, your brain and, and your own experience. And so being aware of that and then how that's translated into engaging with others is, is really interesting. And, and, and honestly, um, it's part of what I hear God saying he's going to do with us, like Philippians 1, six. He's going to continue his work in us until the day of Christ Jesus. And part of that means he's going to you know, continue shaping us like him, growing us, um, appropriately uh, increasing our abilities to experience him and then engage with others as we do so. And, um, and so that's kind of how I see that. And so it's been fun, uh, challenging uh, and difficult at sometimes at times, but um, it's been fun to see how God's been growing me up and and um, giving me more sense to uh, uh, in a in a healthy way listen and take others in as I'm quiet and I'm silent in their presence and in conversation. Um, but then another at the at the same time being able to from that allow that. Um, resourcing if you will during that time to uh to allow me to engage with them to provide some perspectives and provide some insight um so yeah it's a long long answer but yeah it's been fun to watch it's a funny mom my mom uh, your wife obviously uh shelly she's she sent a a link from an article in 89 when you were playing uh, at notre dame uh, after you guys won the national championship and a quote uh, by Lou Holtz about you that kind of made me chuckle was uh, he won't get in trouble for talking in class. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that, you know, the more things change, right? Yeah, um, the more they stay the same. Yeah, yeah. but in, and so that kind of got me thinking about oh, remembering, you know, you when I was younger and just kind of my perception as a, a young child of mm-hmm. of who you were. But then also, to, like I say, see you grow. And, and the big thing really is, I, I think, the, the facial the facial warmth of to allow people to mm. let them feel like they can mm. come and talk to you. Cause mm. um, you know, like I said, being in the NFL, you know, you're used to people, you got to have kind of like a little bit of a wall up. Um, and I, is part of that just kind of being away from the game for so long that you're like, you know, most people aren't really trying to get in close with me for X, Y, or Z, or has it just been a real maturity that, you know, that, that has come up? Yeah, I think it's been more of a maturity. Um, I don't think it goes without saying um, that a person will lower those uh, those walls in appropriate ways. Uh, in fact, um, it, it seems like um, if nothing is taking place on the inside of a person, that those walls will, will stay up and probably be reinforced um, when it comes down to it. But, but, but that's really a testament to, uh, to, again, God working in me. Um, 
And and it's intriguing as you were saying that um, as you were you're talking about. It, I never thought about that. That you've got to one as you said that you've known me most of my life. Yeah. Um, which is which is really cool. I yeah. honestly had never thought about that. And 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 then also that you've gotten to see some of the the change in me. Um, because I always think of that, especially as dad, that I get to see all the change in you, yeah. you know, cause I have the context of when you're a baby until yeah. now and so on. But what, what hit me about that, which, <clears throat> which honestly is part of this growth, but, um, but made me sad as well is that I never got to be in your shoes with my dad. Mm. Mm. And that, that, Oh, Wow. You know, so part of that is the sadness of what I lost mm. or didn't get to experience with him. But at the same time, there's this this concurrent um, feeling of enjoying that for you and experiencing that through you. Yeah. Which is, is kind of strange. It, you know, and that's interesting because that's a thought process that I've never had to you know think about because my dad's been here. But how trauma can affect you, you know, that you were six, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know. 40 what years later, yeah, you know, for, 47. We'll, we'll keep that on the low. <laughs> right, right. Years later, that that's still a thought that like runs through your head. And, and I think a lot of people don't really understand kind of the, the dynamics of child, uh, childhood trauma, especially, but if you talk a little bit about, you know, that, how impactful that is really. And then how to, you know, at, from a counseling perspective, how to kind of, um, heal at least to some degree i mean obviously some scars will stay but mm-hmm. so that it's not an open wound yeah and that yeah that's uh well it's a deep question and and a lot of parts to that um you know but one of that speaking from my experience of that most of my life 40 plus years of my life i was aware obviously that i didn't have my dad in my life mm-hmm. but i wasn't nearly aware consciously of how that was impacting my life in terms of what I did, what I thought, what I felt, the filter that came into my existence from the world and the filter that, you know, was part of how I expressed myself in the world. I didn't, I didn't really have a conscious uh, realization of that. Um, You just cause, and that's cause, you know, God created us uh, in, as the text says, in fearfully and wonderful ways. And one of those is there's a self-protection that when mm. we experience that type of trauma, particularly at a young age, you know, our, our, our realities, um, mentally, um, you know, emotionally, we have to go on. And so we make adjustments and some of those are what are called implicit. So we're not aware of them. And so it's a, it's a long process at mm. times and it has been for me and it continues to allow God through counsel to uncover some of those. Well, that's great. We're going to pick back up there because I got more questions I want to ask you, but we are up against the break. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to Spot Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. 
We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson, and I am joined in the studio uh, by Anthony Johnson, who is obviously, uh, if you've been listening to the program for some time, you know he's my father. He is also a former NFL football player for 11 years and a NFL chaplain for 15 years with the Jaguars. And he is now a counselor and you can find out more about him and his work at AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. That's AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. Again, Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, GrowthCounseling.com. And if you are a big fan of Instagram, you can follow him at Acacia underscore counseling. Uh, He has an Instagram presence which is if you know him quite astounding <laughs> um yeah does does uh kylie run that or uh, no you run and it so, yourself so i would say do not <laughs> repeat do not hold your breath in between my posts <laughs> well, yeah there you go uh, i have noticed you've been more active on facebook though um on your personal facebook and i would imagine it's part of um kind of being in the counseling and having to be engaged online a little bit more yeah it's um <clears throat> a necessary evil man perhaps <laughs> no it um yeah it's, it 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 makes sense uh, so i have a little bit more presence yeah yeah well right before uh the break we were talking a little bit about how trauma impacts us and um talking about how when you especially have trauma as a kid you might not always be cognizant of you know how deeply that affects you. And you, you were talking about up until you, you were about 40 that um, you, you didn't really realize that. And, and it kind of tails with what we had talked about earlier about kind of that um, being more open, you know, and cause definitely I think, you know, when you were younger, there was definitely that, uh, that standoff type um, vibe, I guess people could have got from you and it probably came from that. So what led to the change? I think we maybe talked a little bit about it before, mm-hmm. Um, on the radio, but just to touch it up again. Yeah, well, there there are several things. Um, <clears throat> I guess uh, the first that I I remember is um, just a, a personal pursuit of God mm. um, that I've had in, in just kind of my personal time that uh, showed itself in in praying and fasting um, and just really crying out to God that that I want to grow that I don't want to. I don't want to stay the same. Um, there's, there's some, obviously, hopefully if we're, um, 
circumspect uh, and look in our lives. That was the case for me at this time. Um, it was, uh, I don't want to keep doing this, and I don't want to have you know these hindrances. God, change me, make me new. Um, and he answers that prayer, as he always does, I believe, and in a specific way was able to have a, uh, a one counseling session with uh, Dr. John Townsend. And he actually just, he spent about uh, 50 minutes with, with mom, with Shelly and, uh, and I, and, and really just um, put me through what's called a chair um, exercise um, and experiential. And I got to talk to my dad, and, and that was, I would have never thought that something that I knew wasn't, quote, real, mm. that it would tap into and uncover the depth of some of that trauma and some of that pain. And so that was really kind of the start. And it's been a process uh, over the really last uh, six, seven years of, you know, uncovering more and, and just being open and allowing God's light, if you will, to come in uh, to some, some painful areas of my life. Hmm. Now you, you mentioned a chair exercise. What, what uh, do you detail that a little bit more for uh, the listeners and, for me as well, because I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm not sure I completely. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, it's a, it's basically just uh, an opportunity where you imagine, in this case, uh, I imagine that my dad was sitting in this empty chair mm-hmm. across okay. from me, and I was able to just talk to him mm. as if I were a six-year-old or as if I were, um, you know, the age that I was, which was about 45, 46 years old, and and just talk to him from my heart. Mm. And it was amazing how it was amazing how it opened up. Now, you know, will that be the case for everybody? Not necessarily the case. I, you know, that could be dependent on where a person is. But uh, as, as Dr. Townsend told me uh, afterwards, he said, you were like ripe fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it was time. Uh, so. That's cool. And, you know, that gets into the different techniques that, that a counselor and a psychologist has uh, kind of in in their repertoire is that experience do you think that's kind of what led you to um go towards counseling up going away from uh being a chaplain uh and and moving towards the counseling arena yeah that that was part of it for sure um as as a as a chaplain you you do enough quote counseling more pastoral type counseling um as in not clinical um not necessarily in depth um um i probably shouldn't say that like that but it's not not clinical, um, and so you know that was part of um, part of my interest in counseling was, man, I'm coming into some stuff with some some guys and their families that, ooh, I feel like I need some more tools, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not quite equipped, and that's why I started to look into that. But prior to uh, taking uh, the master's program, um, I had that experience with Dr. Townsend, and and so when. And again, this is continued process. This is ongoing. Um, but when I started to see that there's a way God was answering my prayer that God, I want to keep growing. Mm. And the way he was answering that was being answered, at least in my experience through some specific techniques, the gestalt is what the, um, that type of therapy is called experiential. And uh, I thought, Wow. You know, that's that's not just informational change. Mm-hmm. This has been transformational change in my life. Like yeah. I'm a new person in this way. And so 
I'm like, man, I, I want to, I don't want to just add some tools to my toolbox, man. I want to be f- as fully equipped as I can mm. to help other people experience this type of, of freedom and growth. Hmm. And, you know, that's interesting, too. I, I wonder, uh, I, I bet that was probably like a, a kind of a blind side as far as how it affected you and then the, the interest that you had in it. Because, you know, I don't, you know, for people who know you, I, I would say like you in conversation or in like a debate or argument is you've got a point that you're getting to and you've, you've thought something through and you lay a bunch of little traps all around that point to <laughs> suck somebody into that. They are like, Oh, that I see where he's coming from. But in, you know, for me growing up, I mean, I, I'm so used to it that when you're doing, I'm like, I know, I know, I know where you're going. Like, let's, but you gave a, a, a chapel service once and you hit me with something new where you were talking about, I can't remember exactly, but you were talking about, um, uh, something in the Bible from this one aspect, and then you started talking about an aspect that was completely, to me, unrelated, and then brought them together. And I was like, oh, and then that made me think, you know, that's probably what most people get when they talk to you about, like, uh, certain things. And so I, I wonder if part of that was a realization for you of there's this emotional side, and then there's also this, you know, intellectual side, and, oh, they can be married mm. together. And if that kind of spurred you to really get like yeah, i, I want to i want to know more about this yeah without question and that that yeah because because prior to that time again over 40 years of my life um it, there's these dichotomies there's these feelings that most of the time uh, my experience was uh, you kind of keep those uh under wraps you yeah. know you let them out every once in a while and then there's this intellectual and you know this cognitive piece and hey you need to grow in that you need to discover that you need to increase that so on and so forth and you need to let people know you know how uh, abreast you are in mm. those type of areas and 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 yeah and so there was this realization first of all and I, and I i appreciate you bringing that up because uh sometimes i look at the church and this is my experience and it might be just through my lens to some degree but it's also i think what i'm what i'm seeing and observing um that that a lot of times in in life and maybe particularly in the church we kind of elevate the cognitive mm-hmm. the intellectual you know the knowledge base and and at the same time we shun you know the the emotions and the feelings as if they're kind of necessary evils or they're they're negative aspects and yet you know when when God got done creating mm-hmm. all of creation including man and woman he said it was very good about them specifically and that included our emotions and our feelings and and the full range of them yeah um and so to answer to your point yeah it it began to begin to realize that oh man i'm a whole person and i need all of me mm. to engage in a way that pleases god that is pleasing to me and that is pleasing to others and yeah, that was one of the really the first times where I cognitively, consciously embraced. It's okay to feel mm-hmm. these feelings are good, and they they should serve me well. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, which they you know kind of wrestle with that, I need to dig into why they're not serving me well. What's going on? Because because feelings are like. Feelings are like the dashboard on your car, mm-hmm. right? They're yeah. those, they're the lights that say, okay, you need an oil change. Yeah. You know, you need an oil change. Yeah. What we 
seems like or what I've done uh, a lot of my life is I'd taken a hammer and said, man, I'm, that thing's bothering me and I'd yeah. bust it. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, after a while the engine blows up, right? And you're right. like, what's going on? Well, the feelings are God given, God ordained for us to give us a sense of, hey, something's going on under the hood and you need to pay attention to it. And could be something that I'm trying to tell you yeah. and or show you or affirm or confirm in you and to you. And so uh, it's just, just a whole different paradigm. And Yeah, you know, that that for me was something that I learned kind of in college kind of to because I'm a little bit more geared like mom. But, you know, it's watching you and like seeing that's what a man, how a man acts. And and so I was much more thinking like co- cognitively more than kind of with my emotions and uh, be be afraid that they'll betray you or something sometime. And, and what I kind of got and understood is you might feel upset about something and it might be based off of, you know, something that you're thinking about wrongly. So you shouldn't be upset about it, but that doesn't mean that the emotion is invalid. You know, it still is something that you have to uh, work through to figure out, you know, where it's coming from and, and all that. And uh, it's too often for me, it was like, well, you know, Hey, the emotions that get in your way, uh, you know, you just, you control your emotions, your emotions don't control you. And, you know, to an extent that that was a way of thinking of like, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with them, but if you don't deal with them, they don't just go away. They simmer, you know, and, until they boil over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they don't, they don't usually just stay the same either. They, they multiply and, um, they create, um, you know, other, other difficult buddies, emotional <laughs> buddies that you got to deal with all to say, Hey, I need the attention. You need to you know, stop trying to hide from me and address it. So, yeah. So when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on in the country. And then also what as a church, you know, you talked a little bit about the church in general, but what as the church and as Christians, we need to do or should do in light of just what is uh, going on. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, a store and window and a special thanks to our sponsor, Tom Neal trucking and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of highway to eternity ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWAT That's Doug at SWAT We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You're listening to SWAT radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio, that was Ren Collective with Rescuer. If you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson, and Doug McCary is out of the studio today. I am joined instead by my father, Anthony Johnson, who is a former NFL athlete for 11 years, uh, was a former chaplain for the Jacksonville Jaguars for 15 years, and is currently a licensed counselor. Um, He 
can be found at AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. That's AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. One more time, Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, GrowthCounseling.com. And if you are an Instagram user, you can also find him on Instagram. It is at Acacia underscore counseling. Again, at Acacia underscore counseling. He says to um, not be holding your breath for his posts, though, because he is uh, not posting there as regularly as he would like, I'm sure, and maybe will in the future, right? (laughs) It works. Yeah. Well, before the break, I teased that (laughs) I wanted to talk to you a little bit about kind of what's been going on in the world since the last time we were on. I think the last time we were on was before the election. Yeah, so uh, we haven't been on together since before the election. There is a ton of things that have transpired over that time period as far as for our nation. Uh, And I know that you do not keep up too much with uh, the news. You got an understanding of stuff, and I know I send out uh, a ton of stuff that I'm sure the family is like, stop already. <laughs> but um, what what where, what are your feeling? Oh, I I know a little bit. Um, but what's your feeling? What's your sense? Uh, share kind of what where how God has been on your heart as the events of the past few months have transpired. Oh wow, yeah, that's uh, that could be a whole hour <laughs> just uh, bullet pointing that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I guess I am. Um, as a, an American citizen, I'm like probably most of, uh, people observing and, and, uh, watching the things that are, that are unfolding and have unfolded. And, um, so I guess for, for me, but uh, yeah, but he has a kind of different experience on it. So for me, um, there's concern, uh, concern at, um, how things have gone. Um, that has nothing to do very little to do with, uh, you know, who's in the White House mm-hmm. or who's won, you know, whatever Senate race, so on and so forth. Um, though that obviously is part of it. Um, but just the the ways, I guess if I could say big picture, the ways that it seems like people are treating one another mm-hmm. in this country is, um, is, un- is unprecedented in my experience. Um, and granted, I, you know, I've been through some things, but I haven't been through the breadth of things and the gamut of things. Um, so, um, but it just seems like from a big perspective, um, I've never seen and never thought there would be this type of polarization in regard to what is presented to us. Now, granted, that could be, that could be because of the media. Mm-hmm. Maybe the media is just, um, dividing it that way. Um, but because of also social media and how yeah seems like many of us live, um, via that. Um, so uh, those, those, that's, that's concerning for me. Um, so. Yeah. And, you know, you said something there about, you know, it's regardless of, um, you know, who's in the white house or who wins the Senate race. And that's really what America is supposed to be as far as on the national level. It's kind of like, okay, who's in it's not a big deal, but you know, with the attacks on the, the Capitol, uh, in the way that people reacted to that, it has kind of become clear that our government has become the nation's God, you know, and if something goes wrong, you know, there, there, there's fraud in the election or, or there's not fraud or, you know, you feel some type of way that, you know, not only that uh, attacking it and trying to storm it, 
but also the people's responses as if it was some sacred, holy place, whereas the church that got burned down or the churches that got burned down over the summer was just kind of like, eh, whatever. But we have such a reverence for that, which I feel like, you know, I'm not saying the Capitol building isn't awesome in a great uh, architecture, but the way that we internally feel about our government seems a lot more akin to, you know, worship rather than realizing that they're supposed to be servants of, you know, of us. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's probably well stated. Um, and, you know, as I kind of look back, I realized uh, the slow um, mm-hmm. slide into that, if you mm-hmm. will, or the slow boil to that, um, because it's definitely something that isn't new today, but it certainly does seem like we kind of relate to one another through our perspective or thought or through actual governances that mm-hmm. that are in place and and you're right that's not the way it should be i should be able to connect with you or with my neighbor um just because they uh, live next door to me not through you know some political um grid or um filter to engage with them or not. Um, and so, so those things are really concerning, uh, for me and, um, yeah, cause they, they go against the central tenet of, of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely the central, uh, command that we're given as Christians. And that is to exercise love. Yeah. You know, we had to love, love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves And, um, nowhere is it indicated that we should do so through any type of really observance of governance. Yeah. And you know, what's kind of, for me looking through this and, you know, from, I've kind of been leery of, you know, government and stuff since graduating college, but kind of where we're at now, what is the most concerning I find is that the, the church in general and at large in America is completely absorbed into the political you know what I mean? To to where, okay, you know, there's the Democrats, the Republicans are going at it. But, hey, you know, we're the church and we are a unit, you know, set apart from that. Um, but it, more and more you're seeing that churches are either, you know, falling in line with, uh, uh, you know, critical race theory or or black liberation theology um, or or they're falling in line the other way and are, you know, the 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 wealth uh, the this you know the the health and wealth gospel and stuff like that and it's just like where is the unity of the church and why are we talking the same way um that that the world is that that the nation at large is especially when it comes to um how we're talking about race as a church you should i i feel like the unity of the body should be above the, you know, the racial prejudice or lack of prejudice or whatever that you see in the country. But more and more you hear pastors just talking about, you know, race, like, like that is the defining characteristics, not that the defining characteristic is saved or unsaved, you know? Yeah. That, well, yeah. Um, I can't speak a whole lot to that. And that, that's difficult. Um, and I think part of the, the challenge and some of the problem in, in all this too is um, it seems like, um, it's it's too easy to talk in generalizations, General terms, yeah. yeah. Um, and and so it's it's unfair. Um, it's unfair uh, because I, I'm convinced um, that that God has His remnant, and His remnant are 
you know, faithful to him as much as they can be in pursuing him and exercising um, the expressions of love that are appropriate in their in their church and their community and so on and so forth. Um, and yet, again, it is kind of concerning, um, but it, but primarily because that's what we we see mm-hmm. in in the media and so on. So. So, so the challenge for me in hearing that and kind of realizing that and being concerned about that is, hey, I need to make sure I'm having, you know, flesh and blood interaction with, with people, uh, saved and unsaved, um, that, that I'm engaging in my community. And, I'm, and, and I, I need to be cha- – I am challenged in this, but um, that, that I'm, you know, there uh, meeting needs as much as possible, whether they're – uh, physical needs um, or their, you know, mental, emotional needs that, that I'm there to let people know that I love them. Um, and, and I think, you know, kind of a true sense of where things are in our culture will, will probably be a little different than what we see in the media. Yeah. You know, I think that is kind of getting into what uh, we were going to talk about as far as what to do about it. And I think you just touched on the biggest thing to do, which is, to um, act locally, you know, and, and really engage with the community around you. Because, you know, so, we're so absorbed with, like, national-level news or, you know, kind of trends in this part of the country or whatever, and we completely ne- neglect our local area. And that is, first off, that's, um, you know, not how Christ would intend it. But that's also not how the Founding Fathers pictured the country running, you know, that, that the local... Um, the local populace, the local town, community, whatever, or what have you, is was kind of the driving uh, center, uh, other than obviously the family, of, of the community uh, as far as the American community, but also kind of where our field should be as Christians to um, work out the will of God, you know. And so I, I guess what do you think that is like um, – we should do then if if you can't necessarily trust you know the the national uh political parties you can't necessarily trust like the big uh church organizations i mean maybe you can but you you just don't know because it's so large um how how do we act locally uh just kind of with how things are set up and how church is kind of geared towards you sitting for sunday you know, for an hour and then you go home and you watch football or whatever. Yeah, that's a good question. And that, um, it makes me think of, um, there's a book, uh, a long time ago, uh, by a guy named Larry Crabb. It's mm-hmm. called inside out. And basically the essence of it was that, um, we as people, um, we work inside out. That is what's inside will be reflected on the outside. And, mm-hmm. and as you talked about that in terms of our country, it it made me it made, connected that with me that um, that the inside is our family is our day to day interactions in our local communities and the outside is the politics is you know what the country does internationally and so on and so I think that perspective will be helpful. All right, we're going to pick up there after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain that is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Uh, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson. Uh, Doug McCary is out for the day. I'm joined in the studio um, by or with Anthony Johnson. He is my father. He is also a former NFL football player for 11 years, a chaplain for the Jacksonville Jaguars for 15 years, and is currently a licensed counselor. He is. Uh, you can find him if you would like uh, to know more about his work and if, or schedule an appointment at AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. That's AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. One more time, Acacia, A-C-A-C-I-A, GrowthCounseling.com. And you can also follow him on Instagram, Instagram, excuse me, uh, at Acacia, uh, no, yeah, at Acacia underscore counseling. Oh, butchered that there. Let me try it again. At Acacia underscore counseling, uh, if you would like to follow him on Instagram, where he promises to be more active in the future. <laughs> Yeah, let, let me hit you with one more. Um, so technically, I'm not licensed yet. I'm registered. Oh, I'm in the process of licensure in uh, probably another year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a difference, which I don't really understand. Okay, that's all right. But regardless, he can take care of your needs if you need counseling. So uh, that works. <laughs> uh, my bad on that one. Uh, we'll have to when you're on and. Uh, a year and a half or however long it takes, and I say uh, registered, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm licensed, licensed now. I'm like, yeah. oh, I will correct you <laughs> quick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so right before uh, the break, we were, we have talked about a number of things, and if you would like to go um, and listen to the program because you missed some of it, you can go to uh, com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com, and you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio um, if you missed any of that. But we have talked uh, a little bit kind of about communication and counseling in general in the first half of the program. And then this last segment, we were talking about uh, where we're at as a country and then what to do as Christians and individual Christians. And we got to talking um, about acting locally. And you mentioned and referenced a book, uh, Inside Out. And so we're going to pick up right there. So I got caught off in the break. So go yeah, ahead. no, that. Um so that that book was really helpful for me um, to 
do what I, I was kind of prone to do um, in a sense that um, for whatever was going on in my life, um, I always kind of felt like I needed to first make sure I was right, if you will, mm-hmm. or that, that things were, you know, in line, um, you know, in my, in my own backyard. And that's kind of the way I approached football as well. I, um, you know, I always wanted to be the, the best that I could be, and I wanted our teams to be the best that they could be. Um, but I always had this sense that, okay, the only thing I can really do is control what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, Lou Holtz used to tell us all the time, he said, know what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, and do it that way all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, man, it's easy. <laughs> know what you're supposed to do. You know, so anyway, so – so, but I, I bought into that and I embraced that and it, and it, it's, I think it has served me well. And so when I read that book, it was, you know, kind of that, um, perspective for sure that, um, that I embraced and, and, uh, underscored even. And so as I look at kind of this question, like, how am I to engage given where things are? You know, the Bible asks that question. I think it's Peter, you know, he talks about the the end of all things being near and and um, maybe before that he said something to the effect like uh, since all these things are going to end this way mm. what type of people should we be mm. and so you know there's an awareness of all that's going on and we we certainly need to be aware as appropriately so but when it comes down to it all that awareness should inform us okay well well then what 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 should we be doing? How should we be doing this? How should I be engaging? And so um so one of the things that that I think is obvious is to to look inside. How are these things impacting us? You know, what what comes up when we see the images that we've seen over the last year? You know, what are you seeing symptomatically in your life? through COVID-19 and all that's happening. Like, how is that impacting you? And again, some of the things we're feeling as well as some of the, the outward behavioral um, are, are giving us an idea that there's stuff going on inside and there's stuff under the hood that we need to address. And, and so that, I think that's the first place to start. And that's, that's of course what, where the Bible starts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God says, uh, hey, men, you guys look at the outward, but I'm looking at the heart. Right. And that's really where to start is like, okay, wh- what's going on in me as I'm experiencing myself in this world right now? And begin to dig into that. And, you know, that that's a never-ending process, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, while you're doing that, you know, is there other things to be, you know, cognizant of, of, of you know, in, in, in to kind of maybe push back on where the culture is headed locally. Obviously, I would imagine, you know, with your family, it's a huge part of it um, and, and instilling your kids and your grandkids and great grandkids um, with, you know, biblical principles, principles and values. Um, but is, do you have a, a, a heart or a, a sense or a prompt of anything kind of immediately outside of that, that, you know, we can do as a, as Christians. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, none of us can, none of us can look and, um, and, and dig into the inside, uh, on our own. Mm. And now we'll, we'll try to, as I, I did for most of my life and still tend to, um, but, but we can't do it. Um, we always, and always is a long time, right? Yeah. We always need community. 
Um, we need God, say it this way, we need God through community. And so as we intend to say, okay, uh, let me be circumspect. Where am I at? What's going on inside? Let me look inside. We, we need to be able to uh, put ourselves in the appropriate position for that, and that's in a, a depth of community that begins with, to your point, family. Mm. Uh, and, and family can mean, can mean biological, mm-hmm. but not all of us have the luxury of that, right. and particularly in the way uh, you know, our culture is now. Um, so family can also mean you know, relational connections um, in church. Um, with people who, you know, aren't our blood, if you will, but they care about me and I can care about them. And, and so as we dig inside in that type of environment, then we'll, we'll dig up some, some good, maybe difficult stuff and also uh, accomplish real health. I got an, another question, you know, just along those lines, because I, I personally think that, you know, we're headed for per- persecution. And I think that you uh, do as well. And what for me is concerning is I don't see that everyone in the church is going to be on board with going through that persecution. And so as we're trying to build these communities, that there are going to be people who are like, I'm ratting you out. You're saying the wrong things. You're you're doing this. So how do we engage with that being the reality of of, of our culture and our, our church culture as well. Um, how do you, have you thought, given any thought to how to navigate through that? Yeah, some, and, and, um, you know, it, it's a shame that, that thoughts like this, and I'm, I'm, I'm speak personally. It's a shame that thoughts like persecution, like suffering, um, can, can hit you out of left field. Mm. It, they shouldn't hit me out of left field because Paul told Timothy, Anyone who desires to live godly will be, yeah, will be persecuted. Mm-hmm. It's not even a question. And so, you know, it, our our country has been in a such a unique God ordained place mm-hmm. in time and space. Um, and it's it's a shame that a lot of the rhetoric out there we kind of we're, we're missing you know some of those things. But so so first of all, it's to go back to the word. What the what does the word tell us about? the times that we're in. Um, and, and that's one of them that we shouldn't be surprised about persecution. We're not masochists. We don't look for it, mm-hmm. but if it comes and it will come, if that's the way they treated Jesus. That's the way they're going to treat us as his followers. And so being mindful of that along the way, I, I go to John 13. Yeah. You know, how will they know that we're his followers by the way we love mm-hmm. one another? And so there's never a time in any of the epistles any, any, that, that we should abandon or set aside our love for one another. Even if, and, and Jesus told the disciples that they were going to be betrayed by brother, by sister, mother, so on and so forth. Even if that were the case, even if our, well, who we thought was our closest friend mm-hmm. ends up being a, a Judas, and we should still love. And that's a that's a radical uh, understanding, right? That's that's something that can is completely different from you know what the culture says. And I, I think uh, if that's something that would have an impact if we all lived that way, um, you know what I mean? Just that you betrayed me, and I love you even still is um, 
I, I would imagine is probably what the early church in Rome felt like going through persecution. Cause you, you know, there were people who, you know, walked away and gave up other people and then to love even still, uh, I feel like, yeah, that would probably be pretty. Uh, so I'm so captivated by that because, um, and you spoke to it a little bit before, you know, I look at, you know, we, we deify to some degree would definitely depend upon governance and, and all that. And, and and this is not to decry all that you know Government our does. elected mm-hmm. officials do. Uh, obviously, they you know they take care of us. We respect them as to the degree that the scriptures tell us we mm-hmm. respect them. Um, but at the same time, we don't. We, hopefully, we don't deify them. Mm-hmm. And if it were the case that I needed to or had the opportunity to love my brother that was counter to a law or some I'm going to love my brother. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the law. That's the governance of God himself mm-hmm. in and through my life. And so imagine even given the way things are now, if we set aside our, our political perspectives, if we set aside even our denominational mm-hmm. perspectives and we said, you know what? I don't agree with this topic that you're saying, but but for what I see you need, man, I'm going to love you. I'm going to meet what you need. Mm. I'm going to be there for you. Man, our culture, they couldn't tell us anything. No, yeah. Nobody could tell us anything, right? We would be we would be the church that God wants us to be. Yeah, well, I think that's a good place to leave off. Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, let's let's live that out now in, in real time and in real life. Uh, so this weekend, look for opportunities to love and to uh, show the love of God to all people. Um, anyway, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. We're so happy to have Anthony Johnson on. Uh, again, AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com. AcaciaGrowthCounseling.com if you would like uh, to employ his services. But if you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual